from the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole, and as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow, the AFC North, and the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Also, we've got the Reds, who don't act like they want to win, but anyway, they're going to be starting playing baseball here pretty soon. Do me a favor, if you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,537 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. And as always, if you're watching Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, what are you waiting on? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you would like to make sure your chat or your comment gets read, give me a super chat or give me a super chat just because you want to support what I'm doing. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, what's going on? I took a day off yesterday because, well, I was supposed to have Bengal Sands on the show. And I completely screwed the whole thing up, <laughs> thinking that he wasn't going to be on. Then he said he was, and then he, then I said he couldn't. And it was a big mess. And anyway, Sands will be on the show later on, hopefully next week. So I just decided to take it off and just go be on back row Bengals with Josh. So it happens sometimes. So I'm glad to be back today. What's up to everybody in the chat? We got three guys in there. The chat is blowing up with my three regulars. You got Crip Haas and Royal Flush Cherry. What is going on, guys? Nice to see you. All right. Let's get into this. So we have 
a really good guest. He was a great guy last week. Lots of people blew me up about Santori and how much they enjoyed listening to his future of the Bengals as far as the, the cap structure goes, the free agency, his frustration with the Reds, and all that stuff. So, I brought him back. Here's Santori. What up, my, brother? My hair looks so much better in that thumbnail. I'm going to say that every time until it grows back out. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. He <laughs> likes my hair short. Ah, ah I got gotcha. you. I, I think you look pretty either way. Just, just a very pretty man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's been going on since the last time we talked about a week ago? Any, anything new? I mean, just uh, a couple things floating around the NFL. I mean, today we had uh, – Bobby Wagner disappoint all the Ravens fans in the world, which was just <laughs> oh so sweet, you know. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I I do want to apologize to anybody who attempted to listen to our most recent podcast at Rally Around the Natty. Um, just audio didn't like us for whatever reason. Sounded great when we recorded, put it out there, and you know uh, what the hell? Oops. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to listen to it. I'm going like this, like I can't. I can't hear it if you're yeah, on the podcast. I put my, my fingers up to my ears going, I can't hear you. <laughs> it happens. We'll have a new one coming out here next day or two. And, uh, you know, we'll be all right. Trust yeah, me. We'll be all right. All right. Let's get to Terry. Terry's got a question here. So, so the Bengals have talked to Colorado State's tight end, Trey McBride, and they were at UC's Pro Day. I'm curious to know who else they have talked to so far as far as tight ends. I guess that's what Terry's uh, tight is. ends. I don't know. Um, I like Trey McBride. Um, he's not my top tight end on my board, though. Um, right. And I, I got made fun of this about two months ago because I mm-hmm. start this stuff way in advance. <laughs> but what, what, <laughs> I've already started the draft for next year. I'm not even kidding. Holy crap. Um, yeah. Like, my wife that's loves dedication it. Dedication right you. there. So that's dedication, brother. <laughs> My wife loves it. Let me tell you, my my buddy's actually in the back room. We're we're doing a full, uh, I think we're doing two or three rounds of a, a full thirty-two team mock draft tonight, Holy just smokes. to see. Yeah, I live for this stuff, man. Um, but I have I had Jelani Woods as my number one tight end. I loved his tape, and then he went and tested. I don't know if you ever watched the RAS scores or not, uh-uh. but basically what they do it, it's a composite score. Um, they put every single piece of your identity in a percentile, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, uh, your height, your arm length, your three cone drill, 10 yard shuttle, 20 yard shuttle, 40 yard dash, whatever. And you get a score out of 10. Right. You know, a lot of times if you're like seven or above, you're considered a decent athlete and they color code it for the people like me who can't read. It's really pretty. I love it. <laughs> he scored a perfect 10, Ooh. which means he is the single best from an athletic prospect. Right. At his position, and I think they have like 25 years of data. So, 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 it, so, you're, it, so you're, you're telling me he's Bo Derek. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm completely dating myself, and if nobody knows who, no, who he, the hell Bo he, Derek is or the movie 10, but anyway, he, he's not necessarily that. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people, when they think of freaks at the tight end position, always kind of gravitate toward Vernon Davis, right? Um, and he's not Vernon Davis because Vernon Davis ran a 4 3 as a tight end, which was just insane, but. For a tight end that's 265 plus, probably going to play at 270 mm-hmm. to run a, a four five or a four six and be six foot eight, <laughs> like he is. Nice. And keep in mind, he's testing in the like 95th percentile in three cone drills, which means he's agile. So, are you talking at, at 31? Or are you talking later? Oh, later no, 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 Mm-hmm. but back end of the second round might make sense. Uh, he's perfect for third round. I initially had a fifth round grade on him, but he's skyrocketing up the boards. So, you know, I, I'd be happy. I would be thrilled if we if he fell to us. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I expect the Bengals to take a tight end just because you have Hayden Hurst, who's only signed a one-year contract, and you have uh, Sample, who's, well, your Sample, you know. Right. <laughs> you can't, no, I, he is what he is. Not, we, we need another tight end in, in that room. They are not going into um, the 2022 season with the room as is no, right now. No. You, you can almost bet. And the way the Bengals tend to operate is they double dip at positions when they need to. Mm-hmm. They they got splash one with Hurst. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would expect Splash 2 to be second or third round. Um, McBride makes a lot of sense for what they like to do, especially since the Bengals have kind of taken on this philosophy of taking just just big physical guys lately. They, uh, they haven't really been skimping on size at all over right. the last year or two. And, you know, McBride fits the bill for kind of what they want to do. He can run block. He's good on the intermediate routes. Um, he's probably what they hoped Uzama was going to be and what, right. kind of what he turned into, but right now. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that development process. So, all right. So we got, we tight end. The, and the other one that I keep, the two the two spots, or three spots, I should say, that I think the Bengals are definitely going to draft. Tight end, we already talked about that. Uh, defensive line, I think they're going to try to get a three-tech somewhere. But I, I think 31 is going to be cornerback because I don't think any of the offensive linemen that they want are going to be there. I don't think any of the defensive linemen they want are going to be there at 31. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think any of those guys will fall to, to, to 31, or are they going to – they got to take take a cornerback. Anybody could fall. I mean, the draft is such a imperfect science. I think we said that last time right. on the show. Uh, I mean, there's there's guys that look like they're going to be top fifteen picks that make it to the third round every year. Um, if you want to look at it for face value, and you know, it's kind of what you have to do because it's right. so hard to judge if someone's going to fall. Yeah, I would not bank on any of the good interior three techniques being there um, and corner. You know, I'm not going to get a lot of love saying this corner is not as thick in this draft as a lot of people think it is. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys with a lot of decent traits, but I don't trust them. Um, you know, you, you got a guy like sauce and that's great. We ain't getting after, sauce. No, but, but <laughs> after that, there's a significant drop off. I don't even like Stingley personally. Um, is that because he's been injured, or or you just or or other things you don't like about Stingley? I, he, there's the production hasn't been there, and injury is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, the the guy in in the back room doing the mock drafts right now always makes fun of me. his name's Jay. I give him a follow on my Twitter. I think it's like give me J- Jaybird or something. I don't know what his Twitter is. I'll be <laughs> honest. I he's over at my house like every other day. I don't need to know his Twitter handle. <laughs> you don't. So you don't talk to him on Twitter. You talk to him face to face. That's right. A weird, that's, that's a very weird concept these days. Right. What year is this? Um, but he and I always get into arguments over. You know, well, he was unproductive because he was hurt. I said, well, if he's hurt, he's not playing. Right. And do you want to know why a hurt player is the worst player? Because I had to pay him twice. I had to pay him, and I got to pay the guy that's replacing him to do right. one job. So if I got a prospect that has a history of injury. I'm never going to touch him because I just don't want to deal with that. So Stingley kind of falls in there. There's like the, the Kyer Elam guy everybody loves or Elam, however you say his name. Elam, yeah. Mm-mm. I, what, about I, Booth? I think, what, what about Booth? A lot of people have been talking about Booth. I, I'm kind of a Booth guy. I love Booth, but because of the way I see these other prospects, I don't know if he's going to be there. Right, right. And that's why it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals end up signing somebody like a Steve Nelson. Uh-huh. Because, and we said this last time, going into the draft to fill a need gets you into some rough spots if what? you panic and think you got to pick. What do you think? What do you think about them trying to sign a guy like Hayden Hurst? Would he is he too old to sign? You think? I mean that that's where I I could kind of see them not to start. I mean, I because I think they want to try to either Eli's going to start or they're going to draft somebody to start. But is Hayden Hurst somebody you think they might pick, they might pick up? Because like you said, they like doubling down on rooms, and I think they're going to double down on the cornerback room. Do you mean Joe Hayden? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I say? You said Hayden Hurst. Oh no, Joe Hayden. My bad. <laughs> Joe no, Hayden. Uh, Same. Yeah. I um, I can't get the Brown and Steeler out of <laughs> right. Joe yes. Hayden. Yes, I, um, I understand that too. <laughs> I I wouldn't do it. He's had a little bit of injury history. I know he had a resurrection in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. and I know he's played some good ball, but at the same time, he's getting older. He's all, yeah, I think he's on the backside of 30. He's 37, I, I think. He's kind of that's kind of old. I, I don't know if yeah, he's that old he was I think he was part of the Leon Hall draft class. I mean, that's Oh, Jesus. Then yeah. Right. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not feeling that. It's yeah. just too too, uh, too that's much that's of a risk. I named some people have thrown out to me and I'm like, ah, I don't really know to be honest if but I mean, I'm still holding out hope for Stefan Gilmore. I <laughs> wish I don't think that's going to happen. I wish there was a way because I like looking at data as opposed to a name, because I think names oftentimes cloud your perception of what's going on. If there was a way I could look at every available player and erase the name, and it just has like 
a license plate number or a tag number next to it, <laughs> some kind of ID number, and I could build my roster that way, I would love to. But, you know, if if I would – and I haven't looked at the numbers, I haven't looked at the data for Joe Hayden. I would venture to say he's probably going to be trending downward at an older yeah. age like that. Yeah, he's going to be a late – like, he might have been until June. I, mm, I don't – I never been a Joe Hayden fan for obvious reasons. So exactly. that's just that would be one for I can't stomach that one. Uh, let's get to Terry's uh comment here. He said if Kobe Bryant won, then I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan. Uh because I'm a Bearcat Homer, but that's beside the point. Uh, he's still a good player. Kobe Bryant won all the awards in college football. Best defensive back. Why he is he only viewed as a day two pick? Some people viewing viewing him as a day three pick too, actually. What about him drops his value that low? I've kind of yeah, wondered that myself. That's an interesting question. It happens every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at almost every single position. If you go and look at the positional awards across college football, the guys that win that award, whether that's for corner, quarterback, running back, whatever, they're typically not even the best option in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what that goes down to, like with the Heisman, is it's voting. Right. You know, I'm, how often do we see a guy win the Heisman coming to the NFL and just completely shit the bed? Right. More often than you would like for a Heisman winner. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's an MVP award for that league. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to translate to the next league. Right. Um, but no, I, I think, to, to, I think Royal, Royal Flush, is that Royal what it was? Flush Terry, yep. uh, to Top his Terry. To his credit, Terry, I like Kobe Bryant. I have him as one of the top seven or eight corners on my board. I think he's very underrated. I see a lot of people that have him as like, 140 150 in value and i don't see that at all i've got him as a top 100 player on my board i would be very surprised if he makes it out of the third round yeah i mean if we get if if we are picking up kobe and i kind of tweeted this out a couple days ago or today i can't remember what that i'm calling it the Bengals are getting kobe uh if they get him a third round it's a freaking steal i I, i'm calling i think that's that's an absolute steal if they get him in the third round if he's there in the second round i'd take him but that's just me and like i said that's my bearcat Homer coming out, but I've seen the guy play for the last four years, and he's pretty damn good. I mean, because because right. no, the thing is, nobody threw to to Sauce. They all threw to Kobe. They always threw, and, and he he still it was a damn good cornerback. So that goes into the Alabama game too when we played them. They they were throwing at Kobe if they, if they threw the ball at all, and he held his own. So no, Kobe's going to be a fine NFL corner. Um, I wish he was just a little bit bigger, but right, his physicality makes up for it, and that's it's the exact opposite with. Kyar Elam. Kyar Elam has the tools and the length that I like in a prototypical corner, especially for this scheme, to where Kobe Bryant doesn't have that. Kobe Bryant does everything else that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, he tackles, he finishes, he's physical, he'll go get the ball. He knows not to get hung up in between. I watched if you want to see why I don't like Kyar Elam, and I know I'm focusing on this a lot. Not good. It's it's on YouTube. Go watch his tape against Alabama. He got blocked to the sideline, can't make a tackle, whiffs, guys are running past him. And I'm not talking about the ones where he's playing outside corner, somebody hits a slant, and that's not his guy. But there's plenty of times where they targeted his side on a screen or an outside zone run, and he just was not even in the ballpark of making the play. And if you're going to play in the NFL, you got to come up and be a hammer on that edge. Right. You know, the, the reasons we like Mike Hilton and the reasons we like Cheeto are because they blow up screenplays and they play that perimeter so damn tight. I can't have a guy like Kyer Elam going, uh, I don't necessarily want to get hit right now. And that, that, takes, that's what Lou, Lou and, and, and Arumo likes about him, too. I mean, that, that's that's the part of his, the zone zone blitz or zone defense that the Bengals play mm-hmm. it, it is having tackles that are not afraid, or excuse me, having cornerbacks that are not afraid to make the tackle and make, you know, and blow plays up. Now, there's a, a comment right there by uh, Haas Hossens. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm saying your name wrong. I'm sorry. Um, Marcus Jones. He fits that bill of everything I just said completely again. Go watch his tape. I think he's at Houston. He is so much fun to watch, and he's a great return guy. The issue is he's like five seven and a half. He's really <laughs> short, but he plays like he's six two. Sometimes that translates. Sometimes it doesn't. I would be a okay uh, taking a shot on a guy like Marcus Jones later, but it concerns me early. And I, I think I even tweeted that like two days ago. Everything about his measurables scare the shit out of me, right. but his tape is just godlike. I love it. So what, what about this dream scenario for Haas? You said Linderbaum, uh, McBride, and Bryant. 
I could be way wrong here, but we talked about this about five minutes ago, so I'm going to reiterate it again. I think people need to get off Linderbaum. And it's not because I don't think he's a good athlete or a good ball player or a good center. The Bengals have a type that they're going after for offensive linemen right now, mm-hmm. and it's big and nasty. So you don't think if Linderbaum is there at 31, you don't think the Bengals are taking him? I think it's very tempting, but I don't think he's their number one option. Um, I First of all, I think they're going to try and go defense regardless. If Linderbaum's there, it just depends how high he is on their board. But right. everything that they're trending toward with offensive linemen right now would tell me that he doesn't fit the prototype of what they're looking for. They're wow. looking for big, nasty, physical, the glass eater. Right. He He's a glass eater, but he's not big. And I think that there's enough concern with what happened with Billy Price because there are some similar traits there that sure it might wrong. scare him away. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, me, I just, I think if he's there, they're gonna, they, they will take him. I, hell, I don't know if they will or not. But um, if he's not, I, I keep going back to, I, I like, I would love a, a defensive tackle to be there, but I really don't. I just, don't, there's not as many defensive tackles. Like three techs is what they really need. You know, what is what they really need is another three tech. And I kind, I'm kind of hung up on that, you know, because everybody else, they, they got nose, they got you know, DJ Reader, they got those guys. They really need another three tech because they only have DJ Hill. I don't think there's going to be one there at third one. That's why, I, and I don't think Linderbaum is going to be there or Linerbaum. I always say his name wrong. That's why I, I keep going back to corner, and that's where I'm, I'm trying to, if I ever find t- time to do it, to 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 study and look at the the cornerbacks, the top five, top ten of who's there and who might be there. But I've seen, uh, I watched different mock drafts like Dan Jeremiah has has uh, taken uh, Brooks um, and that, or Brook or Boone Booth. Booth, thank you. I'll get it right. Booth, and then uh, last night I saw um, uh, the other guy that's on the NFL Network. I cannot remember his name that, that works with uh, Daniel Jeremiah. He had the guy you're, you're talking about from from Houston on there at, at going to the Bengals. So a lot of the mock drafts here lately have the Bengals taking a cornerback because, the, in their opinion, kind of my opinion too, I don't think these other guys are, are going to be there. Hell, I don't know if they're going to or not, but I just think there's a lot of other teams that have those same needs out there, and those players are – you know, the upper echelon of the of the of the draft class and then all I can we, make it a thirty one. All we can do is speculate. Right. Because you just don't know what these teams are gonna do. You've got teams like Philly who have three picks in the first round. The Jets have multiple picks and Green Bay's got multiple picks and Kansas City's got back to back picks at the tail end of the first round. It's I know this is stupid because this is just kind of how it is. It's mm-hmm. gonna depend what direction those teams go. You know, if if there's a run on quarterbacks, that's great for the Bengals. But this right. is a weak quarterback class. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, I, uh, I, I, know, see, if, I see three three guys maybe going in the first round. Three. That, that's we, it. We we just finished our first round mock, and we had Willis going. We had Pickett going, and possibly Ritter. And Ritter was the absolute last pick to Detroit because, honestly, I don't know what in the hell Detroit wants to do. And it was their second first-round pick, and they are going to have another pick, a couple picks after that right? because they pick early in the second round. Um, I'm fine. As long as as Ritter doesn't go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get some hate, especially from Crypt Keeper here because it looks like he's a big Bearcat fan. Yes, he is. I don't like Ritter. Man, oh, I'm gonna have know. to hang up on you now. <laughs> Look, I, I went to UC, I love UC, I watch UC. I am not a Desmond Ritter fan. I just I think the moments get to him. I think he's a mature kid, I think he's an athletic kid, I think he's a smart kid. I think there it lights me too big for him in the NFL, and I think there's enough of a track record on him where the games get pretty big. And he doesn't necessarily perform his best. I'll say this: his problem, and this is what he's had this whole time, is getting started. Once he mm-hmm. he's such a slow starter. If he can ever get to the point where he is a more you know gets off to good starts, basically. I mean, if you if you look at the, the Notre Dame game, go back and watch that tape. He didn't get off to a good start, but then once he was on, he was on. Okay, I'm, I'm right. That's his I'm ready problem. to ready to fight real quick. Go ahead, fight. Okay, Paul, in the comment section, mm-hmm. you didn't listen to what I said. If you said, what is this dude talking about because he's the best corner or whatever, I never said anything about his talent. I never said anything about his film being bad. I said he's hurt and he misses time. 
if you're going to come at me and you're going to want to fight and you want to try and correct me, get your facts right, okay? He is an incredibly talented corner. He would probably be the number one corner on my board in terms of just pure raw athleticism and ability. But you got to play the game for me to actually want you. Thank you. Well, they always say the best ability is availability. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, Stingley was the number one corner coming into the season. Yeah. This year. Even, I had him that on my preseason rankings. He was my number two overall draft pick. Yeah. I mean, he, Guess what? There yeah. was no production. Sorry. No, and that, you're not the only one. That, that's why Sauce Gardner has passed him up and is the number one cornerback in the draft right now by most by most people, you know, by most boards. I mean, hell, I watched a draft, a mock draft the other day that they had the Detroit Tigers taking uh, Sauce number two, which I would be kind of surprised about that. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think this there's, guy, there's he, he's not listening, man. He's mm-hmm. going to take Burrow's opinion over mine. It's not that he's not good. He's hurt. <laughs> okay? If he's not playing, I'm just as good as he is. Paul, if he's going to be hurt, I'll sign you too, man. Like, that's that's kind of how it goes. I'm on the same page as Burrow. He's probably the best corner I've ever watched on tape. But guess what? He didn't have tape. Next. Now, Please way, learn what I'm saying. Yeah, I will yeah. fight with everybody. <laughs> well, the thing is, it doesn't matter. He's not going to be there for the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, no. No matter, no matter what, no. what the tape is, no matter if he's not the number one cornerback, he's not going to be there. Somebody else is going to draft him before the Bears. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And get it out of your head. Bengals are not going to trade up to go get him. So uh, the Bengals aren't going to trade up to go get Sauce. They're not going to trade up to go get Stingley. That, the Bengals just don't do that. They're not going to trade up to get people, especially not because they are not one player. You know, they're not, there's not a big gaping hole that they need one player to fix it. So that's why I'm, I'm getting caught up in the comment section, Strawberry. I'm sorry, Go ahead, man. What do you got? Crypt Keeper. I hate Carson Palmer with every fiber of my being. Wait, where's that one at? Oh, that's it. I do not like Carson Palmer. <laughs> I hate him. He is a quitter, he is a whiner, he's soft. I'm tired of takes that I keep hearing an NFL network from coaches saying that he's one of the toughest guys ever. He might be tougher in injury, oh, but he's mentally that's... weak and he quit. You Jesus, that comment. no. I do not like Carson Palmer. <laughs> I have three Carson Palmer jerseys. Guess what? Most of them are marked up or were lit on fire. I was that guy. He's a quitter. He left me. I don't do that. Okay, go. next. Sorry, I hate Carson. Don't ever tell me I like Carson. Santori, you like Carson, okay? Just no. It. Got it. I <laughs> uh, see you. Let's get to Michael uh, here. If Lindenbaum and Devontae Wyatt are both on the board, who are you taking? I'm taking Devontae Wyatt, but they're not going to be there. That's who I'm taking. First off, I love the spelling of Linderbaum. Um, <laughs> Dude, I will never be- make fun of anybody's spelling. All right, my, my last name is Trinipole. Go ahead and try to figure out how to spell that thing. Yeah, I'm not going to say my last name for ambiguity reasons. But <laughs> Carson's like a bitter ex. You couldn't have said it better. Um, if they're both there, I go Wyatt. It's a bigger yeah. need right now. Right, exactly. That and that just that's just because of what the Bengals did in the offseason fixing the. Offense line, but again, they're not going to be. I mean, trust me, Wyatt at the beginning of this was the guy I'm like, oh, he might be there at 31. And then he balled out in the combine. And <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be there. I mean, he's going to be close. I mean, I, I saw some mock drafts have him going to the, uh, I think the Eagles at 27 or something like that. I think, I think it's where the Eagles, one of their picks are at, but he's not, he's not going to get it, get done. I hope he does. If he does, I'm, I'm running to the freaking table and, and putting the, putting the card in for well, that one. I'll, I'll say it right now. I've said it four times, I think, already. We just got done with our round one mock, and he was on the board for me. Linderbaum was. So he made it in mine. Well, I'll talk about but, Wyatt. If Wyatt is there, not Linderbaum. I don't Wyatt, think Wyatt's going to be there. Wyatt was I think Linder, just a I think couple Linderbaum picks. might. I think Linderbaum might be there. I do, because it's a short arm. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be, but I don't think Wyatt has a chance of being there. Defensive tackle from Houston. Logan Hall? Is that who you're talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's who he's talking about. If it's the kid from Houston that was at the Senior Bowl, he's fantastic. And, um, you know, he's he's quick, he's strong, he's prototype for typically what you want. Um, I hate the guys that go to the Senior Bowl because I don't think they got enough love going into the Senior Bowl because a lot of them flew under the radar. Yeah, so if, if, if it's all... Yeah, I, I've had a second-round grade on him. Maybe the very, very tail end of the first, you know, 30, 31, 32. Um, 
I, I've got him, I think, probably in my top 50 or top 60. He's up there. Did you see Crip Keeper? He, 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 he loves you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves me. My wife tells me that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so we, we kind of beat a dead horse here with, with, with the draft here. Let's <laughs> – Let's kind of look at what else do we have to talk about for 29 days? Well, we can talk about the, I want to talk about the, the the possibility of them signing some other guys, like a possibility of of open Joby coming back. Now, according to Willie Lutz and his, you know, resources, the foot is broke more than, you know, it's in worse shape than people think it is. That from what I've heard, that foot is absolutely destroyed. Well, that's not. Well, then, how the hell did the the the, the if that that out now is that, that? I guess that's from the 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 physical. I guess then, huh? First off, I don't even want to know what happened with that situation in Chicago because that entire thing was shady as shit, <laughs> and they didn't need to do Larry like that. Like it. First off, everybody knew what was going on with Larry's foot. That's public knowledge. Everybody's got access to all these doctors. So, if to say that you know, oh, it came down to a failed physical. Dude, like, you had to have known ahead of time. Like, that's that's not. I don't buy that excuse. I think, uh, I think the Bears wanted to make a splashy move, caught some heat for it, and they saw what the entire defensive tackle market was signing for after that, and went, uh, "We're we're gonna pull up the failed physical form right now because <laughs> you can sign a guy with a failed physical, right? But then oh, you, can you can always you can always rip it out from under him with that failed physical designation, and I think that's what happened. Um, so, so like I, the foot is so bad, like he won't be ready for the season next year. Bad, or what are you hearing? I, I'm hearing the X-rays are nasty. I'm hearing it's not a good look at all. I don't know when he'll be ready. It sounds like he's still got some time to go for recovery, and you don't want to be in the phase of recovery in the off season because this no. is where you want to start training to get better. Right. Every day that he's in recovery is a day lost of training. So every day right now that he's taking off or resting or going through rehab is a day eating into training camp in the season. Okay, so, so let's say let's say Larry's out. Who who out there that's on the market now that that, that the Bengals could possibly sign on a one year prove deal or something like that to to, to back up uh, BJ Hill? Oh my god, I I need to check a free agent list. Give me a second, I'll I'll throw out oh, a couple of names. First one that come up for me is is, is uh, and I think he's a. Three tech, it could be wrong. Is is a uh, Kareem Hicks from uh the Bears? Is Hicks still available? Uh, last time I looked, he was, but that was a couple days ago. I've been freaking busy and haven't been able to, to look. To be honest, let me do a little quick research here. Hicks from the Bears. If it's rotational and a backup, I'm good. I mean, he only played 300 well, snaps last year. Yeah, that that's what it would be because I mean, BJ Hill—they're paying BJ Hill to be the starter, right? Um, so yeah, it's a backup. It's I, I'm good, good if it's for a backup. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna be 33. You know, he's born in the 80s. I'm not trying to make you feel old, but that's not I, a good I'll, look anymore. I, I was born in the 70s, dude. So I'm even older than that. So okay, so I mean, <laughs> 300 snaps this year. He still graded well. Uh-huh. You know, the the fact that he had. 160 pass rushing snaps and still had five sacks and 15 total pressures. I mean, that's a 10% rate just under right. uh, for reference. I think Hendrickson was at 14. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that, that would be a good rotational piece if you can get him at the right price. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. He's the, he's the one guy that, that last time I looked, that kind of stuck out to me. That was still out there that possibly the Bengals could, but the, I, I, I almost think that the Bengals are going to play the waiting game and wait until after the draft. Cause they, I have to be honest. They did an awesome job of playing the waiting game with the L. Collins uh, deal because I, I was freaking to freak out to tell you the truth. I anything, anything that happens from here on out, I would anticipate happening after the draft. Um, the spots, and they've done this the right way. This the reason those spots are available is because those spots are heavy in the draft, meaning mm-hmm. available right. on their roster. Right, corner three technique, and I, I said it. I didn't think corner was as deep as some people think. It's still deep, relatively speaking. Well, and the thing um, is, Stephen Gilmore is still out there. That that surprises me. The Honey Badger, I know he's older, but he's still not. Not that I say that the Bengals are going to get. I think I'd rather really have Gilmore than the Honey Badger. No. But those guys are still out there, and that kind of surprises me. To be honest, the thing the thing that bothers me with Gilmore is the same thing that bothers me with a lot of people, 
and what bothers me with Ted Karras. Guys that typically leave the Patriots, leave the Patriots for a year or two, don't play well, and then go back to the Patriots. It's just something to do with their system, something to do with the way that they're taught. I don't know what it is, but guys that typically leave the Patriots aren't as good as they were when they were with the Patriots. Well, I love about Ted Karras, Well, he left. It scares me. Well, he, he left the Patriots, went to Miami, and had a good, had a good good two year run in Miami. So uh, that he one, did. so I'm not as worried about that. With, with uh, that, you are you are right. That does happen, but that makes me feel a little better. He's already left. But he with go Gilmore, back, but he he played good. But with Gilmore, he left and he did not right. play as well. Right. You know, and I think there's something to be said about that. All right, let's get to Terry's uh, comment here. Question: he said Travis Jones is the is the next best three tech defensive lineman. As Santori is is about to pull the rest of his hair out. <laughs> Maybe after Hall, he's the next best. But if you watched the show with Willie the other day, I, I commented that that would be an absolute disaster if they took him. Yeah, you, you're ready to fight, Any, fight Willie then. <laughs> anything. I, I've got like a third or fourth round grade on him. Man, I, I was not impressed with his tape. I was not impressed with him at the Senior Bowl. He's, he seemed a little lethargic. I could be wrong. You know, I, I watch a lot of tape. Um, I, I'll, I'll go back and watch him again, but this last week I'm getting drilled with Travis Jones stuff, and I'm just not seeing it. Every year there's a couple guys everybody likes that I just don't. You know, I misfire too like we all do, but he's one of the ones that I'm just not um, – <laughs> I'm yeah. not – not keen on. Sorry, I'm laughing at this this comment here. Yeah, Tom Brady's pretty good. Yep, yep. Tom Brady's pretty good. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Crip says, Mr. Miles, does Moss make the team this year? I'm, I'm assuming he means Thaddeus. Uh, it's close, man, because he's not going to make it over sample unless there is some kind of jump. And that's just more a money problem than anything with guaranteed contract with a second round pick. He's not going to make it over Hurst and mm-hmm. he's probably not going to make it over McBride. So you're down to a fourth tight end and they really, really like Wilcox for special teams. That's why that, he made the team the reason, over Moss. Right. Exactly. To start. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So either Moss yep. needs to make a huge jump in special teams or become his dad. Um, <laughs> I'm not seeing either. He's eligible for practice squad again. That makes a lot of sense. You're always just an injury away um, but I, I don't see him on the final 53. Nice. I know that breaks a lot of people's heart, but. Oh, yeah, I'm a big Thaddeus fan. I, I like to see him get a shot, but I don't know what's going to happen. Like, well, he had a shot last year. He was set to play, and he dressed. He got hurt in warm-ups. <laughs> like. Right. So, but, yeah. Now, but Matt, so, now, nah, Natty here says Moss didn't make the team last year, which, no, he didn't. I mean, he did get to dress for one, and he was going to play. But So, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think Thaddeus. Especially if they draft a tight end, I don't because like they get two spots that they're definitely going to keep, and then then you got like you said the, the uh, I forgot the guy's name already who likes who's better Mitchell at, Wilcox yeah Wilcox thank you he's they like him better at special teams and you have to have you have to have guys on a team that are just good at special teams you have to have those players so that's where you know and Sample he's too good of a blocker I think they're going to keep him because because Hayden Hurst is not a good blocker so you got to have have one of the tight ends got to be able to block. Let's see your Haas here. Does uh, Sample's con- contract coming up make a difference in that decision? Yeah, I do. I think so. Um, I don't think they're going to cut him. The Bengals don't like dead money. They're more lenient with it in the last couple of years than they have been over the last 10 or 15, 20, 30, whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that one might be an ego thing. Everybody knows that they screwed that pick up, including the Bengals. They've even kind of hinted at it at times. Um, you don't like cutting top draft picks, and I consider a second-round pick a top draft pick. Oh, yeah. The, the, the I, I can see them going the old Mike Brown route on this one and just play out the contract and adios. Yeah, second, first second-round picks, the, those those two You don't like cutting picks. those guys. No, they, they should make impacts. On your team, but they, they, hell, they could. If they're not a starter, they should at least be, you know, the second guy off, you know, right. off your bench at least. All right, what do you think about uh, Jalen Woods? 
I love Jelani Woods. He's Jelani a freak. Woods. I get it right. Do you uh do you have access to can you show a website on here real quick or not? I can, yeah. Can, yeah, can you pull up something for me and I'll I'll show you what to look up here? I can try. What do you got? Okay. It's called mockdraftable.com. Hang on a second. I'm gonna show you an athletics web. It's gonna make you feel real good about Jelani Woods. There it is. All right, hang on a second. You search a name, Jelani yeah. Woods. It should come up right away, and it'll Jelani. show a uh, a web with his percentiles in it. Uh, J-I-L... J-E-L-A-N-I. J-E-L-A-N. Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods. All right. Okay, now hang on a second here. Let me do something here. This is great. This is great uh, TV right here. Everybody's watching me do something. <laughs> hey, we're we're going to show them something pretty neat, though. This is something okay. that a lot of people use, and it's it's wonderful. Share screen. That one. Uh, there you go. And share. That is an athletics web for Jelani Woods, right? Yeah. Those numbers at the, uh, we'll call them the peaks of his chart, are the percentile of where he ranks across all tight ends over like the last 30 years. So height, 50th percentile, right smack dab in the middle, average. Right. Uh, or weight, my bad. Weight is about average. Height yep. is uh, through the roof. 97. Right. Bench press really strong, 40. You know, he's in the 88th percentile in a 40-yard dash and 97 for height. Yep. He's six seven and a quarter, and if you scroll down, you can see what he ran. Um, height, measure, wingspan. A 4-6. There you go. Okay, the guy's huge. He's strong. He's fast. He runs good routes. And if you look straight over to your left, those are his comps. He's a 75% match with Uzama and Jason Witten. Hands up. Rob's asking how small his hands are. Nine, nine and a half. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Have you have you ever, Rob, have you ever put on some of those uh, those gloves that those receivers wear? Because I have. <laughs> you drop anything with those gloves, it's not because your hands are small. It's because you weren't looking. They're sticky. Those are like vacuum cleaners for gloves. <laughs> Just right there. You can't mess up. But you know, this is an athletics uh, web chart, and the bigger the web overall is great. Um, there was a prospect I was looking at. Yeah, just saw the twenty four percent. Yeah, it's it's not good. You know, they're smaller hands, but if that's the thing, that, that's not the worst. I, I like the wingspan, the weight, you know, everything else about him. He yeah. he fits what they want to do. And if you watch his tape, it's kind of like Gronk. He's just really hard to bring down, and he's bouncing off people. So who, who's he play for? I think Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia, yeah. one of the, one Virginia, of those. I think two. it was Virginia, actually. What, whichever one. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Hate me on that one. I just know I like the guy. I don't care who he played for. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I think I like him now too. Like I said, this is stuff I I just I just have not had the time to do it. I wish I did. I just. I don't. I don't have guys in in the back room, you know, wait waiting for me to show up to go do another mock draft for the fifth day in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay's back there somewhere. <laughs> well, that's good. So I've done, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna bookmark that uh that website so I can keep an eye on that. But yeah, that that would be that would be insane. It'll get get him along with Hayden Hurst. <laughs> that that'd be your your two tight end set if uh if uh Zach Heather one. Oh, well, he actually ran them. But well, we could actually run them with uh, both of them being able to be actual receiving threats would be unbelievable. I think that'd be right. a nice addition. Right. No, it it would be great. And I think having two viable tight ends is something that kind of gets lost, especially with 11 personnel sets, meaning having one back and one tight end out there and three receivers. Um, I, I love two tight end sets. I think, uh, I think they're incredibly valuable. I think they're great for the run. You can still do a lot with them in terms of motioning. You know, the, the Rams have shown a tendency to even do jet sweeps to their their secondary tight ends. 
you know, it, it's all about creativity and how you use the guys. And two tight end sets are great. So if you can get two that are great or good or average, whatever, right. it's just, well, just they're a mismatch. Of, they're fun. Just think about having a two tight end set down the red zone with this offensive line now. Because, I mean, that's one of the biggest problems. One of the only problems that the offense really – well, other than obviously keeping Joe Burrow upright. But as far as scoring was the red zone, we weren't very effective in there. And if you get a two tight end set rocking it out down there, that would help. <laughs> that would help well, a lot. Part, part of the issue was they weren't great at running the ball in the red cool. zone too. Yeah. So hopefully the the people movers up front that they just signed help with yes. that too. Well, that's going to that's gonna help a ton. That's why I brought that up to – I don't remember who I had on. May, May was – Willie, I can't remember, but yeah, they talked about the uh, the 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 red zone. Oh no, it was it was uh, Josh last night on his his show, and he was talking about how the Bengals, you know, didn't score in the red zone uh, that much. And I'm like, yeah, well, I said you have a offensive line now where you can run behind. Joe Mixon can run and, and score from there now, and he it was extremely difficult for him to do that last year. And that, that's and I've said this many times. Everybody's so excited about seeing what Jackpot can do. With his offensive line, I'm I'm excited to see what Joe Mixon can do with this offensive line because he's actually going to be able to. And, and, and the thing is, I don't think it's going to be more of uh, it's more of. Uh, I think we're going to throw the ball a ton this year more than we did last year, but I think it's going to be more the quality of runs that Mixon has had instead of the quality of them this year. I think he's going to be more efficient in his running plays. He's not going to have he's not going to have you know one two yard losses. I mean, he will, but not like he did at the rate he's had the last you know four or five years, he's going to be able to make a cut uh, beyond the, the uh, offensive line. He's going to be able to run right. He's going to be able to run up the middle. You know, it's it's going to be a big difference for him, and that's going to make a big, a huge difference in our offense, I think. Right, and uh, something Rob said down there, Zach and Duke may not feel comfortable using a premium pick on tight end after sample. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, the sample pick was um, an absolute bomb. And not just because of the the lack of production. They didn't want to draft Drew Sample. First off, he was on their board, but that's not what they were going for. They traded back to get Dalton Reisner. They were going to go get another offensive lineman. And Denver jumped them and snagged them. I think that's who ended up doing it. Right. And they were on the board now with the guy they traded back for gone. And they're going... Well, shit, and you're not going to trade back twice. So you start looking at your board, and you know you're like, "Well, everybody else is a reach. Maybe we could take the sample." It, it, it's just you know, clock starts ticking away at you. You only got a certain amount of time, and All right. you know what they had planned to do completely backfired. Mm-hmm. So they went, "Well, I, I guess that's kind of how that happened." Nobody really wanted that pick. Um, is Woods a project player? I don't, I don't think so. A lot of people might have that grade on him that he's a project player, which is, you know, to start, I saw why he might be a project player, especially bigger tight ends like that tend to be. But I I am very, very much against pro days and combines because I think for the most part, it only hurts you if you have really good tape. But if you have really good tape and you're not getting a lot of love, can't hurt you. You know, you're already not getting love. Right. He skyrocketed. I mean, there, there were, uh, I think it was two months ago, Pro Football Focus or uh, one of the draft machine, one of the mock draft simulators, right? It may have been fan speak. Had him at like 275. Now wow. they have him as a second round pick. <laughs> he went up like 200 <laughs> spots. Holy crap. Because he ran a 4-6. Wow. So it's. How did Davis, the Davis jump after his you know, 300 pounder running or whatever he ran. Davis was a mid to late second, and now he's like almost getting top 10 talk. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, it's not a, as much of a jump in terms of ranking wise, no, but dollar amount wise, yeah. yeah. He, he, he went from like 500,000 a year to maybe five million a year, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I dude, when I, I saw him running, I'm like, I'm freaking out going, oh my god, we gotta get him. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that would be awesome. The, the best take I saw on that, and I forget who it was, and I need to start writing these tweets down so I can give these people credit. Um, they said, just, just said if, if it's a good tweet, it was sports with strawberry ice. Just, right, sports with strawberry ice said that he was a uh, an SUV with cleats, and that yes, was the best way, awesome. best way I could put that. That yeah, I'll do, he was moving, dude. I I never a guy that big should not be able to move that fast. I mean, it, it was it was ridiculously fast. 
What happened to our guy that said Tom Brady was a good quarterback? He hasn't commented in a while. I don't know. He, he, he threw in one curveball and left. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That happens sometimes. Yeah. Weirdo. All right. <laughs> it happens sometimes. People come in and say, hey, how you guys doing? I'm going to say something weird. All right, bye. And whatever it happens to you. Right. Say whatever you want. <laughs> so, all right. So, now this is one that I, I actually wrote an article on this, and I, I'm kind of banging the drum on this is Matt Ariza, the punter from San Diego State. Dude, I'm telling yes. you. Foot I'm, cannon? Foot, yes. I, I'm, I'm, dude, I watched his tape. I haven't watched many tape. I got to watch his. He's a YouTube channel. He's, dude, he's on freaking blue. And now I'm not saying second round. or I'm I'm saying at the highest fifth, at, at the highest if he's there. But I'm saying more like sixth or seventh to, to take him. But, I mean, I, I dude, he's a game changer. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts on him? I, I, I know he's know a punter. I, I know he's a punter, but no, hey, I, dude, he, he can change. He can change the I, game, dude. I I like my kickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you couldn't necessarily hear our podcast, but I scream punters or people too at my dad. Um, <laughs> I I don't necessarily like taking kickers at the fifth round. I understand it just worked out for us. So before everybody goes, oh my god, McPherson, yeah, I get it. I know. Okay, I got it. <sighs> I like the talent. This is um, this is something that concerns me, and you hear this a lot with fat guys who end up like getting decent looking girls. Is the phrase that they outkick their coverage? Nice coverage, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If he's hitting eighty yard punts, they're going to get returned. Guys are going to stand back. You know, he's going to have to learn to get some more air. You know, and they'll teach that. They'll develop him the right way. Um, but that's the thing, though, on, on the punt, on the videos that I saw. Now, I know it's, it's thin air or whatever. Some of these were, were his BYU and all that stuff. But other but, but other ones weren't. He, they were getting down there and covering them. And there, there was they, one they where he, his, feet, his feet were on the fucking end zone. And he got kicked it to the 10, and they got down there and covered it. It, it just depends. It depends what the Bengals want to do because they already have a punter in their organization. Um. Some people are high on him. Some people are not. His name is Drew Chrisman. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I think Drew is a, a fine punter. I do, and I, it's nothing against Drew. It's, it's nothing against. But uh, you're not going to draft if if you think there's going to be a kicking competition. That's fine, but you're not going to draft a punter with a fifth round pick for a competition. What about six? So, maybe. See, that's, I, but I, I don't think he'll be there in the six because see, someone that, that's that, not that, wanting that, a competition, right? That's is where I'm take at. him. Right. That, that's that's where I'm at. I, I, I've I've seen him some of my, some of my mock drafts. I've got him in the sixth, but every time I've gotten him in the fifth. Uh, Rob said, time. Rob says, anybody seen Crispin punt? Um, I have. Yes, <laughs> from the from the bridge. <laughs> I've seen him punt. He's pretty good. He, he was at Ohio State. Yeah, seen a punt there and other places. That I won't name, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen him punt. Seen him punt. Yeah, it's, not, it's not that Christian is, is bad. I don't I don't think and if they don't get Ariza, that's fine. But I'm just saying this dude from the tape I've seen, he is looks unbelievable. And I think we'll be fine. Excuse me, if we keep if we keep Christian and go with him. But I mean, who knows? Hell, he, he it might be Huber again. Huber might beat him out again. I have no it, idea. It depends how much of a weapon they view him. I view him as a tremendous weapon. I think having somebody that can flip the field like that is fantastic. And um, to answer Rob's question here, yes, he's accurate because he punted a ball in a garbage can. <laughs> I saw him do it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so fine. He, yeah, he, he doesn't have the strong – think more like a finesse punter, yeah, maybe closer to like a Huber. He yeah. doesn't have a booming leg, but it gets Arise, the job done. Cannon. He doesn't have a rises leg, but here's the deal. And I hate this. But this is probably going to play into it. He's local. He's very mm-hmm. local, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's solid. And he's already been with the Bengals for a year, which means he's worked with Darren Simmons for a year. And the Bengals do like him because they have made sure they kept him on the practice squad. And nobody right. They, so they've they, protected him yeah. harder than they've protected uh, Thaddeus Moss. Right. Exactly. So, I so, mean, like I said, it's kind of a, a more of a thing that, you know, this kid is, is really good. I don't think they will. I think they like Christian. You know, I think he's going to be the punter of the future, but you never know. Yeah, I, I'm with Rob. I trust Simmons 
more than I trust a lot of people in this organization. And I'm learning to trust them, so don't hate me. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted Simmons over Zach Taylor, his head coach. Um, and you're, you'll, you're that, Now you just made – Crip Keeper just became you. You just became Crip Keeper's favorite guest ever because well, Crip Keeper thinks that I like Carson Palmer. So well, we can, well now, well now that he knows you like Drew, Drew Simmons, Drew, Drew, ah, Drew he, he's going to uh, Darren Simmons. I'll get yeah. it right, Darren Simmons. Jeez, no, I, it, it's not necessarily Darren Simmons as much as it is special teams coaches. If you've been around football and you've coached or you've been around people who coach you will not find a more detail oriented person on the planet than a special teams coach. Those guys yep. are freaking locked in. Well, if he's so detailed, why does he come on my show? Cause he told me he would. I'm very upset with him. Darren did. <laughs> oh yeah. He told me a couple of times. Yeah. He's oh. well, you got to uh, fix that. I know I've, I've, I've emailed him. So why can't, don't can't the Bengals get... run a two back set feature? Yeah, he asked this question 1995. <laughs> um, so he asked this question a lot. So I figure, I figure I'll let you answer for him. <laughs> it's, it's a matter of if you run a two back, you're not running a spread. And if you're not running a spread, you're condensing the field. It's a matter of creating more lanes by not putting as much traffic in the backfield or in the box. If you put a running back back there, you either take a tight end or a wide receiver off the field. And here's the deal. When you run an 11 personnel set and 11 means one tight end, one running back. If you decide to go to a two tight end set, you're going to run either a 12 or a 21, right? Which means if your normal set is T Jamar, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst in this scenario, and um, Mixon or whoever, Evans at running back. If you want to put Mixon and Evans back there, that's fine. That's great. I'm sure there's a scheme for that. But who are you taking off the field? I don't want to take Chase, Higgins, Boyd, or Hurst off the field. It's Mm -hmm. a matter of personnel, and it really depends on what kind of defense you're playing. You know, If you're going to play a defense like Baltimore who's going to load the box – I want to spread that out because people that load the box, they're not fast lateral left and right. They're there to plug. Right. So why would I run straight into a brick wall? It just has to do with what you want to accomplish versus what you're playing. And the way the league is going now, you want to create as many running lanes and passing lanes as you can. And the moment you decide to put two backs in, you take out a guy that's a specialist for opening up the field. There you go. All right. Keith says, uh, true Christmas. Is fine, and he's practice holding for Evan McPherson, which is another big deal besides just punting. Um, holding is not as hard as you think it is, and you couldn't hear it on our podcast because um, we screwed up our audio. Damn it, punters are people too. Um, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, and I don't like saying this because it sounds cocky or arrogant or something, but I did coach for a while. And I coach special teams. I don't know how many times we just had to pull a kid out because, you know, quarterback got a sprained wrist or broke a finger or whatever. We needed to have a makeshift holder. They typically get it within five minutes. If you're not a good holder, it's because you got nerves. It's not an execution thing. Yeah, as long as you're not afraid to get your hand kicked, you're fine. Yeah, and that never happens. Like, ever. So, I mean, the the biggest problem with a holder is if the kicker trusts them. Mm -hmm. So if the holder can just... You know, laces out, so we don't laces have a out. yeah. If we don't have a Finkel moment. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right, well, one last question here, and I'll get you out of here. Uh, Ken, do you think Leonard Baum or Zion Johnson will fall to us first? No, <laughs> <laughs> neither one. Actually, no. I, I don't think I, either. I don't think either one. I, that's kind of been my whole thing. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think any of the guys on the offensive line or defense line are really going to fall to us. That's why I keep saying I think we're Jets cornerback. But. No wonder he loves special teams coaches. Well, my trade is defensive backs. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to give too much away. But <laughs> there you um, go. I, I've, I've helped later, a lot. Later on details. The, the, yeah. The, give it a year. Give there's it a year. More, there's no, more to unfold. You have to yeah. wait and see. Pay no attention to the coach wait. behind the curtain. These are not the drawers you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Centaur. Well, I'm going to get you on out of here. Tell everybody about your podcast and uh, whatever else you want to plug in, where they can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, so um, when you decide to listen to our podcast that has decent audio, and I'm going to (laughs) blame my dad even though it was my fault. Uh, My dad and I have a podcast called Rally Round the Natty where you know we do a lot of similar stuff to what we're doing right now, Um, but we don't have a whole lot of structure. It's a lot of us just kind of tumbling down the rabbit hole and complaining for – 
We, you know, an hour, we, hour and a half. We didn't even get to complain about the Reds. <laughs> we no. didn't even get to so, that part. <laughs> um, it, it's it's just kind of a fun, lighthearted podcast. There's not going to be anything groundbreaking on it. Um, it. It's I wanted to call it Bengal bitching because it's kind of just what we're doing. Uh, but he's a little bit more professional than I am. Um, <laughs> so Rally Round the Natty is our podcast. Uh, we're, we're just starting it. We just put two episodes out. Episode one's a great listen. Episode two, you won't be able to hear. No. Uh, episode three will be coming uh, Tuesday night. We do this every Tuesday. Um, we are launching some merchandise. We do charities, and I really want to hammer home this charity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, every month, we pick a local charity to donate to. This month is the Ken Anderson Alliance. We've raised um, about 20% of our goal so far, and we're going for the next 30 days. If you donate a minimum of ten dollars to our uh, our GoFundMe on our at Rally Round Natty Twitter page, um, you will be automatically entered to win a custom jersey from Cook Sporting Goods around Christmas time. And you know, if uh, you donate a dollar, you're entered in to get hoodies. And I've made Jeff a hoodie. It hasn't gotten to him yet, but I've made him one. Uh, my wife made me one the other day. They're soft. They're great. They're comfortable. They're kind. Um, they're, they're going to hold you right at night when you're not feeling good. So <laughs> yes, Rob, it's on Spotify. If you're wondering, yes, yes. Sorry. I know I'm, I'm kind of rambling about this, Rob, but yeah, no, it's good. on Spotify. Um, we're working with anchor right now to get it on some other platforms. We just, uh, got a stream yard account like this. So there may be some times where you might see my father's lovely face and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there, but you know, we're just getting started. It's been fun. And uh, hopefully we have like 8 million listeners and I can make some money and retire. Yes. That, that's what I want to do. I want to make some money too. Let's, let's, let's do that. Just retire and just do, do podcasts and, and cover the Bengals. That, that'd be fine with me. Yeah, absolutely. That's, kind of, that's what we went to school for. It should work, yeah. right? Yeah. Just never got a job in it. <laughs> One problem. <laughs> All right, Santor. I, as always, I appreciate you. And you know, I'm going to have you on again, especially when we get closer to the draft. I'm thinking I need to get you. And, and Kieran and probably my buddy Dale and uh, Willie Lutz all on on here, and you guys can just go at it on the, your draft thing. And I think that'd be a very interesting Look, show. Crypt teacher, crypt teacher, Jesus, crypt keeper <laughs> says to go out and get a thirty six pack, twelve pack of Mountain Dew. Jesus, I have a thirty six pack in my living room right Woo! now. Um, that won't make it through the night. That's my vice. Um, <laughs> thanks, Santori. Thanks, Ice. I don't even know who you are, Joe, but thank you. <laughs> uh, good luck he's to you a, and your dad. Thank you. I appreciate it. He's 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 a these are all my my these are all my I used to call my, my berries. I, I used to call my viewers my berries. Your the, berries? My berries, yeah. I think it's kind of stupid, so I quit calling them that. Yeah. You know, so, no, you yeah. know what you ought to call them when you get mad at them? What's that? Your dingleberries. My dingleberries. <laughs> Dude, all right, on that note, we'll let Satori go. <laughs> all right, brother. See, See you, man. Day. See you. Day. All right, guys. I hope you like that. That was fun as much as I do. Like I said, Santori is a great follow on Twitter. And go check out his podcast, him and his dad. Uh, like I said, the second one, you really couldn't hear it too good. I was trying to listen to it last night, and I'm literally pushing my earbuds into my ears trying to trying to listen to it. I'm DM, DMing him going, dude, I couldn't hear nothing. He goes, I know. So next Tuesday, they'll be having a new one out. So make sure you guys go check them out and support all these guys on their local podcast, just like you guys support me. Now let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream on the pages, and I appreciate every single one of them. Our Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Since that Reds, Ryan Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Buck, that's the Ice Bar, and then you follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling off the sound later on tonight. Putting up on the podcast. So if you guys missed any of this and you just want to listen to it, please listen to it. Give me a five-star review. Uh, it's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. I think only one I don't think it's on, I don't think it's on uh, iHeart, but it's pretty much everywhere else that I've looked. Uh, well, hell, I've been doing this for three years. <laughs> so it should be on them. What is that? Make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment so more Sensei fans can find my podcast. But podcast. I'm consistently getting about 30 to 40 downloads or views. It's Anchor. I don't know if they're downloads or people just listen. I don't know. I would love to get 100. 
because I always get a hundred on my channel. My channel, I love to get a thousand views. That'd be awesome. But my channel, which you're watching this on right now, we're on uh, we're at one thousand five hundred thirty-seven subscribers. That is awesome. I'm trying to get to two thousand before the football season starts. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors to please surprise to so please subscribe if I could talk to Sports with Strawberry Ice. I would greatly appreciate it. Tomorrow on the show, let me see. I oh, I, I have a good one, don't I? Let me see. let me look through real quick. Who is on April first? Uh, Trags, yes, uh, from Field Media. Uh, he's been on uh, probably beginning of the football season. He covers the Bengals uh, for Field Media. He's a great guy. Uh, I hope you guys follow him on Twitter. He'll be on the show tomorrow, and we'll be talking some more Bengals and Bearcats. And other than that, one more day to the weekend, people. That's just sports, baby. See ya!